Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts welcome to carefully reckless a production of iHeartRadio and the black effect And just like that, we back on the air. Welcome back to yet another Carefully Reckless episode with your girl, Jess Hilarious. Now listen, I'm by myself today and I have something very important to express and to talk about because this is actually going on in a lot of people's lives, both men and women. Pride. There is no story time. I just want to speak. Now, there is nothing wrong with having pride. Pride falls hand in hand with dignity as a woman, as a man. Yes, you need both of those, but too much pride can hinder you from opportunities. It can hinder you from great relationships. It can hinder you from um, bonding with family, healthy relationships, healthy friendships. It can hinder you from job opportunities as well. Anything that requires you to have a humble mind, and that just means open to everything. Honestly, if there is no, no significant definition of humble other than just being open and down to earth. That's what humble is to me. However, other people always get it fucked up. But that's exactly what humble is to me. Down to earth and open, right? Pride and humble usually don't mix. Listen, I was in a position once where I was dating someone. And I just blew up. Like I had just gotten the Fox show and all of that shit. I was dating somebody. You know what I'm saying? He felt like, I'm not going to treat you like a celebrity because you're on Fox. I'm not going to treat you differently because 
you are on a Fox show. You're the same girl that I knew when I was younger. You're the same blah, 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 blah. You're the same. So don't come around here with that Hollywood shit. You're going to be the same bitch that I knew that I went to school with, blah, blah, blah. Now listen, in that event, his pride and his ego would not let him see me as an evolved woman from the hood. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I came from nothing because my parents worked damn hard to keep lights on. And me and my brother had every single thing that we wanted if we earned it. Even if my parents didn't have it, which is something I found out when I was an adult, they still scrounged up and, 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 and made it happen for us. However, they didn't have it all the time, but they ended up getting it for us. So I'm not going to say I didn't come from nothing, right? Because my parents always made something out of their nothing, So I'm going to say that. But one thing that I can vouch for absolutely is, no, I didn't have much. I was still, you know, uh, urban. I was still raised in the hood. I still lived on a block where, you know, you have crackheads walking up and down the street. People get killed and, and people are selling drugs right in front of your face. As a kid, I seen transactions and I seen shit that no kid should ever have to see. But that all made me who I am today. Now, Have I evolved from that? Hell yeah. Do I want my son in that position? No, I do not. And I am blessed enough not to have to put him through that. You know, although I had a great life, my childhood years were the best years of my life. I can say that. But I didn't know that there was a better way to live because that's how I was raised. So you don't know anything but what you were raised around. You don't know anything else when you're being raised except for how you're being raised. I didn't know that there was a county. I didn't know that there were rich bitches. I didn't know any of that. I did not know that. I didn't even know Beverly Hills existed. So this guy that I was dating, I was talking to, and and trust me, it didn't go any further than just a couple conversations and maybe I cooked him dinner one time and that shit. That, so I, I was going to say dinner, but it, we ain't even go out. This motherfucker was so hung up on not treating me a certain way because of how he knew me when we grew up together that he wasn't even really thinking about the woman that I had grown up to be. And he wasn't even looking at the fact that I picked you. You better be fucking lucky. That I came back to this fucking hood to get you, motherfucker. Now listen, y'all can say what y'all want. Y'all can say, oh no, that's low, that's dirty. But y'all have to understand something. When you elevate, so does everything else in your life. I just didn't know how to elevate the status of men that I was dating. So I would keep dating hood niggas. Hood niggas that sold drugs because that's all I knew. I didn't know how to elevate that shit at first. But once... You start paying attention to yourself and you start realizing what you're worth and, and, and who you are and who you used to be and how far you've come and how you're not going to let where you come from make you for the rest of your life or depict your life or dictate how you can live. Then you can see a better future for yourself. Then you can start elevating everything else that comes with. I started getting money. I started shopping. I started looking better. Now, when I say looking better, a bitch ain't never been ugly. I'm going to just sit here on this podcast and tell y'all this real shit. A bitch ain't never been ugly, okay? Always had full lips. Always had a nice little plump ass, okay? I had some little alterations done, but I never had hips, okay? I was Gina Waters from Martin. I never had hips. I always had a nice little cuff in my ass, believe that. Never had titties, okay? Me and Trey Songz had the same chest for years. Damn. But it's fine. It was fine with me. But with money... I seen flaws I corrected. I started eating different. I started thinking different. 
Now, this does not mean that I elevated to be better than anyone, but I wanted to be better for myself. That's just all that is. And that guy couldn't get past that. So I had to leave that alone. His pride would not let him see the woman that I've grown into be or that I was growing into because I've even grown since then. Another example of pride. I have a friend, homeboy, close, right? He just went through a situation where he was in a relationship. His girlfriend cheated on him badly. And she cheated with somebody who she knew, somebody that she was dealing with before. Now, this guy, my friend, he's a millionaire, okay? I'm talking about deals on the table here and there. Now, not that money makes you. No, it does not. Now, I'm just telling you all this shit for a reason. He makes money. He doesn't come from money. He actually comes from the street as well, but he turned legit. Hasn't sold a piece of drugs for years now. I'm talking about he found an honest, legitimate way to make his money without having to turn back to the streets, right? People know him. Everything. He met this girl. Beautiful. And she's from the hood, too. They were together for a couple years. They got a house together. He took her child in like it was his child and all that shit I'm talking about. He knows her family. They met each other's families. Like, they bonded. They ended up being like best friends before they were just like, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend. Like they were goals. You know what I'm saying? Cause y'all know y'all like to put goals on motherfuckers, you know? She ended up cheating on him. Okay. She ended up getting caught as well by him. Do you know her pride was so big and pride falls hand in hand with ego as well. I want you to know that it can either be pride and dignity or pride and ego. Pride can hinder you from healthy relationships. Pride can hinder you from your future. She was so used to her previous relationships where niggas do nothing but depend on her. Like she would take care of niggas and and this, that, and the other. And I've been there as well, but she has, this is what she is used to. She's done that. And basically all of her relationships before the one with my homeboy, right? She's used to being in control. She's used to creeping around on niggas that she take care of. Because what the fuck are you going to say if I pay all the bills? What the fuck are you going to say if I put you in a predicament to, to do what you do? Even though it's not right. But that's the type of alpha female that a lot of guys deal with. Because a lot of guys are living off of women these days. Let's not act like they're not. And they are. You know, I've had a few myself. So that's the thing, right? She gets caught. And she plays the victim. You ever been in a position where you catch somebody doing something and they get mad because you caught them? They get mad at you because you're mad at them about something that you fucking did? Yeah, yeah. That's pride. That's ego. That's when you think you're too big to get in trouble. That's when you think you're so slick and that you don't owe anybody any explanation. And you're so used to moving like you've been moving where you don't even know what getting in trouble means because you've never had to answer for your actions to any nigga. So for a second, she made him feel like you need to get me back, nigga, because I ain't do shit. And that's exactly what he did. Now, me as the home girl that I am, I'm like, nigga, do you not understand? You didn't do this. She did this. She did this. Why are you buying flowers? And why are you popping up at her house? Why are you still paying for shit? Why are you begging her to be back with you when her pride won't even allot you a fucking apology? Her pride won't even let her give you the decency of saying, I'm sorry, I fucked up. I know what we going to do. Instead, she's lashing out and she's angry at you because you caught her. You caught her and you don't want to be with her. So like your pride can hinder you. 
Now we got a commercial. And if you click off this podcast, I swear I'm going to beat your ass. Listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to give you another example of pride. My aunt is raising my 17-year-old cousin, right? Now, that's her son. I need for y'all to understand. My cousin is a, is a, a problem child, all right? Now, he has been four years. It's fine. His father's in jail, fine. He's taller than my aunt, so he feels like you can't beat me. Beating him is out of the question, but you still live in my fucking house. You're going to follow my rules as long as I can make you follow them. But she can't do nothing with him. Now, this is the thing. My aunt got a phone call from his school. He was watching porn during art class, oh, right? yeah. His teacher caught him, sent to the office. They called his mom. Now, my aunt, she's at work. Oh, he was watching such and such. When she got home from work, she planned to take his phone. She got home, she tried to take his phone. He wouldn't give it to her. She was like, give me your fucking phone. You have no business watching porn in school. You know, you watch it, I get it, but not in school. You got to know there's a time and a place for everything. The mother speech, because she's exactly right. Nigga, there's a time and place for everything. Why the fuck are you watching porn in live class right now? This ain't even virtual, nigga. This is y'all back in school. Y'all on campus. Why are you watching porn? He says to her, I'm not giving you my phone. I, I just can't. Like, it's, I, I can't. That'll be giving up my power. 
Like, I'm not going to give you my phone. Like, no woman is ever going to go on my phone. That's just like giving up a piece of me. Like, I'll never give you my phone. I pay my own bill. Really? I don't give a fuck what bill you pay. That's your mother. She's asking you to give you her phone. And that's just what it is. So when I talk to my little cousin, because you know how she's the auntie that tells all their business and shit. And that's how it is. Black mothers tell all their kids' business to the rest of the family and the neighborhood if they cool with the bitches like that, that they call their neighbors. But she told me. Now, he's my closest little cousin. Of course, he knows I'm going to talk about him on this show. It don't matter. I say, yo, why the fuck when you give your mother your phone? Yo, that's like giving up my fucking power. I would never. I never give him my phone. I never let. I'm not letting no bitch see my phone. I said, no, bitch, that's your mother. He said, no, I'm not even talking about her. I'm just talking about females, period. I said, that's your mother. You came from her. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your mother. He said, yeah, I understand that. But I pay my own bill. I'm 17. She stopped paying my bill when I was 16. So as far as I'm concerned, I can do what I want on my phone, wherever I want to do it. I said, okay, cool. That's your pride talking. But you are still to respect your mother, young boy. Come on now. He apologized to her. He still ain't let her see that phone, but he apologized to her. But that is literally what I would call a fucking illness. That's a fucking condition. Pride. Pride can be a condition because it can hinder you from so much in life. You ever been on your job and your boss asks you, to do something that somebody else is supposed to be doing, but they're not doing it and you don't want to do it because you already been promoted or any type of other prideful situations you've been in at work where you needed to check yourself or somebody had to check you or your boss had to even check you and say, nigga, I promoted you. I need you to do this. You think because I gave you a raise that you exempt from doing shit that you used to do? That's where that fucking promotion came from in the first place. Don't get it fucked up. I need for y'all to understand pride can hinder you from so much. Pride has hindered me from so much. I'm talking about when I first started out in this shit, man, listen, I come from Baltimore City. Y'all know that. West Baltimore City to be exact. And one thing about Baltimore City is uh, we breed strong women. Monique, look at her. Everybody thought that her pride hindered her. Nah, y'all getting it fucked up. No, 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 no. She just knew her worth. She knew her value. Let me tell you what pride is. (laughs) Pride was me not even being in the game for a year. My first big stage that I touched was Martin Lawrence. My second or third time on stage was in front of 13,000 people opening up for Martin Lawrence on the What Now Tour five years ago. You couldn't tell me shit after that. I still didn't know anything about comedy, stand-up comedy. I didn't know how to write a joke. I didn't know how to do shit for myself in comedy or in the industry when I got off that stage. But all I knew was that I, I was successful in that shit. That 10 minutes I was up there, I made my motherfucking city laugh. I had 13,000 people laughing at me. And I can't tell you not one joke I told that night. I can't remember one thing I even said. I was nervous as fuck, but I made them laugh. So now when I get off that stage, I get a hug from Martin. Martin, like, you sure? You sure you've been doing? Because remember, I told y'all, backstory, I lied to Martin and told Martin I've been doing comedy for a couple years. That's how I got on that stage. Now listen, this is where the pride came in. Everybody started trying to book me after that, right? Now, I didn't even make a lot of money on that show. I didn't. I, did, I made hardly nothing on that show. But you would have thought I made 
$50,000 the way I carried shit after that show. Still not knowing, bitch, there's much more growing that you have to do. You think as you touch one stage with Martin Lawrence that you can demand a certain price and you can talk to people a certain way and you can turn down shit? Are you really trying to be in this industry or are you trying to fade out like others? Are you trying to fade out? Are you trying to be a one stage hit wonder or what? I'm telling you, I was crazy with it. People was calling me left and right to book me because they had, the, you know, the word traveled and Instagram and everything. They was like, Yo, how much you charge? I was really, really telling niggas I charged $30,000. Didn't even get $3,000 from Martin for opening. Didn't get $300. You understand what I'm saying? I need y'all to understand that. That pride hurt me. I could have made so much money. I could have even grown to be better. Just, you know, certain people trying to take me underneath of that wing at that. And I'm like, nigga, I, I opened up for Martin. I don't need none of y'all niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit hindered me from so much that I have never spoke about. And I'm surprised nobody else spoke about it. Cause I was mean. I was very rude. I thought I made it that night, but no, that was a milestone. That was an accolade. It was a big accolade, but it, it wasn't me making it just yet. Cause I went home and I was still broke. I went home, I was still Jess from Harlem and Duklin. I went home, I was still a hood bitch. I had not elevated yet. I went home and ate a pack of ramen noodles. Yeah. I went home and got ready for work the next day. I need y'all to understand that my pride hindered me from so much that I could have done. It's very important for you to catch that shit before anything goes wrong for you because of your pride and your ego. Like I said, that shit goes hand in hand. Pride and dignity is different than pride and ego. Ego is crazy. You talk down on motherfuckers. You look at motherfuckers a different way. You're judgmental. You act like you're better than everybody. That is ego and pride at the same time. I don't want to hear anything about no fucking zodiacs. Oh, that's a cancer. Cancers do that. Oh, that's a motherfucking Aries like... No, that's the Sagittarius. No, nigga. No, I'm telling you, for every sign out there, there is a million motherfuckers in each tribe of signs who are like that. That has nothing to do with Zodiac signs. I was just having this conversation with my trainer earlier. It has nothing to do with Zodiac signs. That has everything to do with who you are as a person. And, and a lot of it comes from deep-rooted issues. Why are you so prideful? Why do you get in your own way? Because pride allows you to get in your own way. With a lot of things. Why? Why? Ask yourself why. What can you do to stop getting in your way? Let your guard down. Be a little bit more humble, which is what? Open and more down to earth, aka understandable. Open and understanding. That's humble, okay? That's the real definition of being humble. Open and understanding. And that's what a lot of us need to practice. In the moment I started practicing that shit, a lot of shit changed for me, y'all. Carefully reckless listeners, a lot of that shit changed for me. Pride wouldn't let my dad let my mom go after the divorce. I love my dad to death. He was so prideful after his and my mom's divorce. He would start doing spiteful shit. He started doing spiteful things. Until he looked up one day and was like, yo, this is not even who the fuck I am. I didn't even know I had this shit in me. Yeah, you were with my mom for 34, 35 years. So you're only doing what you know. And that's the person, the only person in the world that you would hate seeing with somebody else. But you know it's over between y'all. Your pride didn't let her go. She let you go. But your pride couldn't let her go fully. 
because you always felt like you had to have one up. You felt like if she ain't going to be with me, she ain't going to be with nobody. I don't want her, but I don't want her with nobody else. That's selfishness. That's pride. That's ego. Until he looked up, he realized, damn, I don't want to hurt her. I don't want to be like this. I don't. I don't. I want her to be happy. No, I don't want to see her happy with anybody else. And him saying it, because at first he wasn't saying it. He was just being mean and doing spiteful shit. He wasn't saying it at first. But when he said it, he realized, oh, damn, this is why I've been lashing out and acting out like this. Because I don't want to see it with nobody else. I don't. I don't want to. But I don't want another nigga to have her. I don't want another man to have her. No. No. You know? So you throwing little temper tantrums and shit. And look, y'all know my dad is short and shit like me. So he run around the city like Chucky and shit, just being destructive and shit. I said, Dad, sit your little ass down and swing them legs. And just think about it as your legs are swinging. Think about it, Dad. You had all this time to be great. You didn't. You lost her. And that's when he got it the fuck together. I said, yo, and your pride can't get her back. Your pride will never help you win. How you win is you let her go. You let her be happy. Who knows what the fuck the future going to bring? And his attitude changed that day. I swear to you. So I want y'all to be more aware of your pride. Be aware of that shit. A lot of people got pride and don't even know. That's why you have guards up. That's why you're so cold to certain things. That's why you won't let loose and let go and be free. That's why you can't understand certain shit because your pride and your ego won't let you because you're so selfish. You're only worried about yourself. A lot of people aren't aware of it, and a lot of people are. A lot of motherfuckers know what they're doing. It doesn't cost you anything to be humble. It doesn't cost you shit. And I know a lot of pride can be built off of constant hurt. People can hurt you and make you prideful. But if you give someone enough power to make you a certain way, then you aren't your own person anyway. You don't love yourself anyway. You don't even know yourself. And then you need to go back to get to know yourself. Pride is not always bad, but a little too much of it is always negative. It's always bad. Nobody wants to be around you. You're unapproachable. You're hard to talk to when you're prideful. I'm going to ask a question and then I'm going to end it. Y'all can let me know in my DMs or in my comments or however you see fit to contact me after this. Who would you rather have a conversation with? Prideful Trump? Or humble Obama. Let's take away the fact that they were both presidents. Let's take away what the fuck they did and didn't do for the country. Let's take away all of that shit in the public light. We now know them. We don't know them personally, but we now know them as much as we need to know them. To know, who would you have a conversation with? Trump, who is as prideful as they come. <laughs> who is as selfish as they come. Who is... Who, who is as egotistical as they make them, honey, or Obama, as understanding as he is, as calm, as easy, as humble. I'm talking about the people we know that we've seen, what they've shown us. Who would you rather have a conversation with? And just like that, I'm going to end it on that. I love y'all just like y'all love me. And in my deepest Pam voice, Carefully Reckless is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. 
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 